in a year when NFTs are all the rage, you can now print your own real artwork, which has to be worth like infinitely more than fake non-tangible artwork, right? Right? I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. <laughs> We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you guys ready for this weird horny adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those squirrely weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how by the time this episode hits your podcast feeds, we will all know if Spider-Man No Way Home was the greatest Christmas gift the collective nerddom has ever received, or the gigantic, atramentous, pump-fake lump of coal that we all deserve. Atramentous, great word. That's a SAT word if I ever saw one. Thanks. In my recent Google history is words that describe coal. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's a lot like that word that a story has. If they don't have one protagonist, they have two protagonists, a dutagonist. Yeah, <laughs> a man. A dutagonist, yeah. Uh, if you Google words that describe coal, you will see that atramentous is surprisingly high on that list. Black as ink. Yeah. Inky. Exactly. Um, do we... I don't know if this is not a Spider-Man No Way Home podcast, but I am, I'm definitely feeling more as the days go on that that's going to be more of a hype train kind of thing than anything else. The, uh, the Fable 3 of Spider-Man movies. Oh, no, I hope not. I'm the only person on this podcast who hasn't pre-ordered tickets. I'm like trying not to let the hype take me so I can just watch and enjoy the movie when I finally am able to. But yeah, you've all painted yourselves into a hype corner that you can't get out of, um, I'm afraid. Cause... Painted painted ourselves, and I also painted my wife into that corner. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, oh, Shannon's wow, your, going. Your relationship's on the line. Nobody puts wife in a hype corner. <laughs> How did you hype this movie to Shannon, Todd? <laughs> well, so Shannon, Shannon's like 50-50 with going with me to new Marvel movies. Usually, I'll go see it once, and then I'll be like, you should go see this one with me. <laughs> you report back like a canary yeah. in a mine. <laughs> I mean, so so the barometer here would be Venom did not go back with Shannon. <laughs> Shang-Chi sure. did go back with Shannon. Eternals, Eternals did not go back with Shannon. <laughs> there it is. So so somewhere between so so Spider-Man, the the Spider-Mans um is a is a big enough property that A, I think that Shannon enjoys Spider-Man as far as the movies go. Um B, the last one had Jake Gyllenhaal of Taylor Swift X boyfriend history fame and so that is enough to i think tie her into the third spider-man i love that we can reduce jake gyllenhaal's entire <laughs> career to taylor yeah. swift's ex-boyfriend yeah jake jake gyllenhaal owner of one of taylor swift's scarves yeah jake gyllenhaal give the scarf back i mean taylor <laughs> swift did that we're just we're just on board for the ride all right well now that we have acknowledged both that this is not a spider-man podcast or a taylor swift's ex-boyfriend podcast we are approaching the end of December, which means we are approaching the peak of non-denominational holiday celebration. Whoa. Now, in years past, I've let the holiday go by without much pomp and circumstance, but this year, I'm ready to join in the traditional celebration of Festivus. 
and the traditions <laughs> of Festivus begin with the airing of grievances. I only have one single grievance for this DT exclamation point colon holiday special, and it is the fact that after three years of shitty peripheral gift-giving exchanges, I still haven't been picked as a victor and now must host this cursed competition. <laughs> I'm mad, I feel slighted, and I needed to get it off my chest. If things go according to plan, we'll have guests on for all the future shitty peripheral episodes, too, so Matt will never, ever win again. <laughs> He'll never get to win again. <laughs> I, I really just want to see the disappointment in our guests' eyes as we reveal these shitty gifts we brought them. And with that out of the way, I would like to invite you all into the cozy corner of my affordable apartment that we call a living room for our annual third-party controller holiday swap. Grab a seat, snacks are in the kitchen, and I hope you spiked your eggnog, because things are certainly about to get weird. And please, allow me to step aside and address you, the listener, who may be joining our holiday festivities for the first time. Every year we gather here at DT exclamation point HQ to open gifts of the knockoff variety and hunt for the best gaming peripheral paraphernalia for presents. Joining me today in our seasonal circle of friendship are Andrew Kunami Laserscope Henderson, <laughs> Kyle Namco Jogcon Harper, and Todd Thrustmaster Fragmaster Thomas. That's what we call him. It's, uh, it's, on, it's on my business card. I cannot believe that Thrustmaster Fragmaster was only last year. I can't believe, didn't we do the, the Wii, the Wiimote bowling ball last year? Was that yeah, last year Yeah, I think that was too? yours. Yeah, what I thought was it was. the third one? Uh, I did the boat. I did the raft. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, did. it's just a boat. <laughs> the Kinect raft oh, that smelled just... like a butt. It smelled like a an actual butt. Like somebody oh, opened God. their butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that necessary? It was necessary. Mm -hmm. It was an, a, a crucial part of all the reviews of the raft. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, like, it really was. Like someone opened their butt. <laughs> all right, well, go ahead and lay it on me. What is your peripheral this year? And why is it going to be the gift I remember to tell my friends at school about next week when they ask me what I got? Andrew, you're kicking it off. Well, Matt, if there's one thing I know about Matt Cole's gaming preferences is that I don't know one thing about Matt Cole's gaming preferences. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, it's that you, Matt Cole, enjoy retro games like those found on the NES. It's that they're diametrically opposed to Andrew's gaming preferences. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and because I know that to be true, I can only assume that you have a particular affinity to everyone's favorite two NES titles. And by that, I mean Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and Top Gun. So, Matt. Okay, well, I don't know that I would classify those as everyone's favorite NES titles. Yeah. But... Everyone's favorite NES titles, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and Top Gun exclusively. So, Matt, oh. my gift to you on this are... Our, the year in our Lord 2021's non-denominational winter solstice adjacent holiday season is the Bruderbund U-Force. Now, what's the Bruderbund <laughs> U-Force, you ask? Yeah, we do, yeah. Pregnant yeah. silence. <laughs> <laughs> the U-Force is, think about it, it's the HD DVD to NES Power Gloves Blu-ray. You want to break that down a little more for us? I would like that. I would love to. So... Let's hop in a time capsule back to the year 1989. Hmm. It's a time when toy companies were furiously trying to capitalize on the Nintendo craze of the late 80s. The NES was everywhere, and Mattel wanted in. Other game toy companies that I can't think of right now <laughs> wanted in. Uh, as part of this was Bruderbund, 
Uh, Bruder Bund, who you might know as the original developer of Hudson's, or not Hudson's, of Load Runner, which was then bought by Hudson Soft. Load Runner ended up becoming the prequel to Bomberman. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember that insanity. We do. That piece of DT lore. Yep. Bruder Bund is better well known as the creators of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Oh, okay. I'm oh. far more familiar with that mm-hmm. than I am of Load Runner. Yeah. Load Runner actually very popular game, but in 1983. So Bruder Bund before they really like went all gung-ho on PC software, did a brief stint in the console game, console game, and that's where Load Runner came from. Load Runner was um, licensed for the NES. In in 1989, Bruder Bund released the U-Force, which is basically the this the first gen of motion controls compare it to the power glove everybody everybody who's a lot of people who are listening know know the power glove that was the the really weird uh kind of slate gray thing that had like a bunch of buttons on it and was featured in 1989's the wizard wow movie everyone has seen oh my goodness okay i mean that was the greatest advertisement for the power glove that's why the power glove went off that's also Mm -hmm. why the wizard existed was to advertise (laughs) the power glove (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, sponsored by Mattel, baby. Uh, so the U-Force, like I said, was kind of like the Betamax to Power Gloves VHS, the H- the HD DVD to, to Power Gloves Blu-ray. It's the thing that didn't win out. That was basically the same thing in a different way, but didn't win out. Um, <laughs> the U-Force was created to be a motion controller before motion control tech was really a thing. But the device itself is pretty ugly. It uh, It looks like a battleship game. <laughs> It looks like it's, it's meant to nice. play Battleship on your NES with, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of I'll try to describe it for your listeners. Think of like a, that clamshell design of like a Battleship. You lift up like a laptop, like a real like old timey laptop, and it's just two flat panels, right? And these flat panels, they look like a Virtual Boy. They're all black and they have red lines. And what those panels do is they are covering infrared uh, triggers or signals. Those signals hit uh, connect with emitters in this behind the screens, and they create like a three dimensional uh, kind of like infrared field that is intended to capture motion. So when when your hand goes across the infrared field, it uh, essentially registers like a button press, not unlike the way that um, the light guns work. So it's a theremin. Yes, it's a theremin. It's a theremin, and it's to the point, Matt, it was actually inspired by a theremin. I kid you <laughs> not. That's not a joke. It works differently, but the concept is the same. Um, it is, Im- yep, it's the same concept. Immediate flaw I see with this sure. device is... Um, Only one? Yeah. Th- the first one is uh, the, the cover art picture s- shows a gentleman using it. His hand is as big as the field you're meant to like <laughs> wave your hand through. So, like it, interesting this thing segue. is tiny. So this is why, uh, Matt, I, I, I know your affinity specifically for Mike Tyson's punch out and Top Gun really, really connect here because, boy, howdy, is you for, does U-Force work for two games? <laughs> One of them being Mike Tyson's Perfect. punch out and the other being Top Gun. Um, so included in the box in the original retail release, mind you, $70 retail release from 1989. Oh, boy. Wow. Can yes. somebody get an inflation calculator up for me real quick gotcha. and tell me what that is in today <laughs> money? Uh, so imagine playing punch out and the, the big pitch was like you could swing your arm in front of the screen and it would register a punch, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember fine. the Wii's advertising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, update on that. Uh, it's $156. <laughs> Oh, okay. boy. 
Okay. That's actually not as much as I thought. Yeah. This was a pro Reagan administration, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the there was some attachments to the thing. So you had a little bar for the a sensor bar for the punch out where you could use to like block. So if you put your hand behind the sensor bar, that'd be like that register like a block or a dodge, excuse me. Um, but then for Top Gun, there was like a little flight stick, and you would just kind of mash the the two sided flight stick into the into the bottom screen, and there were these two little button triggers that you would hit, and you could fly NES's Top Gun because as we all know, as big fans of NES's Top Gun, it was a first person combat shooter. Everyone's favorite NES game. I definitely knew that. Now, Matt, now Matt, I see you reading the box, and I want to make one clarification because I see that you're reading the part where it says that U Force is compatible with nearly all of the NES back library. I wouldn't worry so much about that. <laughs> um, there's there's really no reason to play other NES games like Mario or anything like that. You're definitely gonna want to keep your focus on exclusively Mike Tyson's Punch Out and Top Gun. Hmm. Okay. So why why is that? Wh- what would <laughs> What would happen, Andrew, if I were to say that I do not own Mike Tyson's Punch-Out or Top Gun? You're a collector, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a savvy mind. I'm sure you could find some copies of that. Now, if you wanted to just kind of try it out with Super Mario Bros., what you're going to have to do is kind of wave your hand in front of the thing to make Mario jump. Now, I understand... The timing of waving your hand in front of a screen is not exactly precise as a button press, so it's going to take some time to get used to it, but you like a challenge, right? I guess. <laughs> Maybe? You know what? Good good news, Matt, that this technology, what? This was, this, you said the 80s? 89. 89. Mm-hmm. The good news is that this technology basically got perfected. I mean, if you remember the Kinect, the Kinect was flawless. <laughs> yeah, everybody's favorite. <laughs> The home home entertainment device, the Xbox Connect. Yeah, and it came around like what eighteen years later. So this this has some promise. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a real uh, early, real early adopter. You are now. All right. Well, last year we had the Thrustmaster Fragmaster. Andrew brought us this year the Thrustmaster Lagmaster. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> nice. what did you bring to the party? All right. So Andrew, I I really like the the U Force. For, for what it is, which is a, a hunk of plastic from the 80s. Um, but Thank you. you. You just don't know Matt like I do, because if you did, you know he would hate the, the U-Force, because he hates motion controls. He hates would motion he, though? controls. Do we actually know that? <laughs> I will not be answering that question until this podcast <laughs> is over. No, no, Andrew. If you knew Matt like I knew him, you'd know that his two biggest complaints in life right now or is that he doesn't get to use his Nintendo DS as often as he would like, and that he misses all his favorite basic cable daytime programming while he's out and about <laughs> um, on the town. And that I don't is know why if this I... is a bit or not. That pegged me a little bit more accurately than I dare to admit. <laughs> as someone who both frequently uses my DS and also asked for a basic cable antenna for Christmas this year. Awesome. Matt, you're going to love... You are going to then love the Nintendo digital TV tuner made specifically for the Nintendo DS. What? I have included a link in the wiki. This is a a cartridge that plugs into the Game Boy Advance slot on your DS. So you need at least a DS old enough that it still has the <laughs> N- Nintendo Game Boy Advance slot on it. And has a suction cup set of antennae <laughs> that attach to the top oh clamshell God. of the DS. Oh, that no. That's amazing. So that you may pick up 
antenna I don't know what these what this is called anymore. Digital antenna broadcasts um through your Nintendo DS. Matt, I hope you like this. This is a very special gift because it was only this was only released in Japan. So you might have to do some translating to get it to work properly here in America because the text is all in Japanese. But for you for Christmas, the Nintendo Digital TV Tuner. Made by Nintendo. This is not a third party item either this is an official nintendo release it's a first party perif first party perif can i just say this is four years before america had any digital antennae yes that's this is like amazing actually this is <laughs> like a super ahead of its so time so insane well i remember so like 2007 would have been right around the time that those stupid walkmen with a one-inch screen that you yeah. could buy single episodes of TV shows on discs came out. I do oh not remember God. what those were called. This was roughly the same time, um, maybe a year or two after, you could also buy single episodes of uh, shitty cartoons on a Game Boy Advance cartridge. Funny story, the guy who created, not that one, but Hit Clips, the same guy that invented the U-Force. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, mm -hmm. As I said, this was never released in America because we don't watch broadcast television like nearly as much as they do in Japan. The two videos I could find demoing this, it does not work. And um, <laughs> But I believe in you, Matt. You and your knowledge of retro games and peripherals, I think you can get this working so you can keep up with, with all your favorite shows while you're out, while you're out delivering. Kyle, question. What, what year was this again? 2007. What was Matt's favorite 2007 shows that he's watching while he's out delivering? Just kind of curious if you have any any suggestions of what Matt might be watching from 2007. Um, well, Todd, <laughs> it's not 2007, so he's only going to be able to pick up what is broadcast on the airwaves today. Oh, so okay, I would, gotcha. Matt, I would recommend MeTV. Um, that's really popular among everyone's dad, and, um, <laughs> and maybe like Good Morning America. Or like um, Jeopardy. If you're out driving at night, you can watch Jeopardy on the mm. go. I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Right? The Drew Carey, let's make a deal. Kind of. Usually right. at this point, I try and like make a bid or something, but I'm a little lost in the daydream of it being 2007 <laughs> and me being able to watch Survivor in my room on my Nintendo <laughs> so DS funny. and not have there to interact go. with my parents. <laughs> wow. Oh, shitty peripherals is truly the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Todd, really what did great. you bring to this party? It's really good. Well, first off, happy non-denominational winter holiday, Matt. Happy non-denominational winter holiday to you, Todd. I hope you've appropriately decorated your holiday ambiguous plant or center plate or centerpiece. <laughs> there is certainly a poinsettia <laughs> in my home. <laughs> well, we're getting a little too specific, so let's let's dial it back a little bit. <laughs> you know, we have this yearly tradition, and and it's brought us. Some pretty wild things, some haptic feedback suits, a chainsaw controller, a literal <laughs> raft that smells like actual butt. <laughs> and, you know, now this year, whatever garbage Andrew and Kyle has brought you, we've had three years to, to just get the perfect peripheral for our bestest friends. And we've we've not done a good job. But Matt, this year, we're changing that. We're getting everything right this year. Where the years 2018 and 19 and 20 have been disappointing, that all ends here now because... If you think the, the theme for 2020 was, or at least holidays 2020, was find happiness being alone in a deadly pandemic. 
then the theme for 2021 is use your newfound acceptance of being alone by channeling your free time into creative outlets instead of spiraling further into madness. Oh, did you bring a peripheral that can make sourdough? Because that's exciting. <laughs> you know, it's not not that. So, Matt, what I've done today is I'm combining your love of retro video games with your love of home crafting. So, Matt, I am presenting to you the new Yell JN100 sewing machine. And further, it has an evolved form, the JN2000, that... Both of these machines optimize the technology of the Game Boy Color that we were foolishly wasting on Mario Tennis in 2001. <laughs> Matt, this thing, it's, okay, out of the bit. This is wild. <laughs> this it is a literal, is a puzzle in itself. <laughs> a literal sewing machine that connects to your Game Boy Color that you can download programmable designs and you can run those designs through a very real, actual sewing machine. I want to know what happens if I, like, trade one of my Pokemon from from Pokemon Gold to this sewing machine. Does it print it out? Is it link cable compatible? That's how it works. It's definitely a, the link cable. Uh, I, I gotta say, Kyle, I don't think the 2001 technology was that advanced. This is not a 3D printer for your Game Boy Color. Well, no, I meant more like embroider, it would embroider it onto something. It, but. it did. It did get to the point. So this is again real. Um, it, there was an attachment for embroidery at one point where it could take images and embroider images. Shut up. That yep. rules. Uh, because awesome. the 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 final evolved form of this machine, the JN two thousand, it also had an attachment called the EN two thousand. That was the embroidery arm. This is a real deal. This is a sewing machine, an actual sewing machine. Did it work with the Game Boy? The Game Boy Eye or whatever the camera the for the Game Boy camera and the Game, the Game Boy, Boy camera, camera printer. Um, <laughs> that I'm gonna guess probably not because it had an actual cartridge that had to be okay. in to use it. Did you happen to watch this video that's linked in the article, the Fanbyte article? It's um Kelsey Lewin from the Video Game History Foundation. Yes, yeah, yes, I've I watched did. this before. I'm watching it on mute and not listening to you, and yeah, it's really fair. good. It looks like it looks like pattern making an Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's oh wow! Like I started this out wanting to dunk on this, and then the more I watched <laughs> it, I was like, okay, this this actually kind of rules. Um, some little some fun facts since we're talking about years and such. So this is a two thousand and one original. Without maybe looking at anything, do you want to guess how much it cost in two thousand and one to buy this? Well, it's it's shaped and designed kind of like the the see through IMAX. So uh, I'm going to venture is. a guess in the realm of $250. Oh, Matt. It's, yeah. Uh, the number I saw was, I think, seven or $800. I think Ooh. it was $800. $799. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want that conversion, it that's like $1,250 today. Which, like, that's that's what a good sewing machine costs. So I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a fairly decent sewing machine well and yeah because i did just google nice sewing machine and that <laughs> led me to one for 795 dollars so i believe it and the the sewing machine itself was made by singer, singer like which yeah. is the, the sewing machine come anyway man i brought you a sewing machine <laughs> that connects to your game boy color wow god this is this is really something. And I'm holding it in outstretched arms. You went way over the agreed upon $20 <laughs> maximum, Todd. Well, I found a good deal. 
<laughs> well, this white elephant gift exchange has taken a turn, but I, for one, have fallen in love with your gifts. However, I'm not the one you need to convince. Sorry if you were expecting the Wii Shop music, but one of our goals for the year here at DT Exclamation Point HQ was to lock down some sponsorships for the podcast. I thought it'd be good for us to pitch our advertising skills to potential sponsors. So I would love for you to give me the podcast-specific ad read for your peripheral. And bonus points to you if you can give me a discount code for our listeners. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Hit me. Okay, let me shake it out. <clears throat> All right, getting into character, getting into character. Hey, are you an only child? Do you find that your friends come over to your house to play with your games way more than you go over to other people's houses to play their games? Have you ever heard your parents openly express their concerns over money? Or are you an elder millennial that has developed a habit of buying things from your youth, hoping that to recapture the magic of nostalgia will push away the existential dread of late-stage capitalism? Do you like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and Top Gun specifically and no other <laughs> NES games? Well, if you answered yes to any combination of questions one, two, four, or five, then the U-Force by Bruderbund is probably most likely for you. <laughs> with the U-Force by Bruderbund, you can have a fully immersive experience with Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and Top Gun. And that's it. Don't even worry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even worry about using the U-Force by Bruderbund with lame games like Super Mario Bros. or Mega Man or Castlevania. You are an elite gamer. You have mastered all of the games. <laughs> so why not level up your gaming experience with the U-Force by specifically playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and or Top Gun in a unique way? <laughs> with Bruderbund's U-Force, you'll have a new way of convincing kids to come over your house slash have a new thing to showcase in your struggling YouTube channel for hobby collectors. Either way, U-Force will help you stave off those impending feelings of loneliness and existential dread. Products shown are for use with Mike Tyson's Punch-Out and Top Gun only. U-Force is compatible with other NES games, but not recommended. U-Force, it's so hot, no one can even touch it. Especially lame glove accessories that appear in dumb movies featuring Fred Savage. Use, use coupon code Mike Tyson's Punch-Out or Top Gun to get 10% off your order today. Wow. Man, so like... Okay, stepping back from the bit mm -hmm. for a hot second, as mm -hmm. a longtime retro Nintendo collector, one of my white whales that isn't that hard to find, I'm just looking for an affordable one, is the robotic operating buddy, Rob. And everybody sure. shits on Rob because Rob only works for two games, Stack Up and Gyromite. And here yeah. I am shitting on the U-Force for only working on two games, but at least mm -hmm. those two games are games that people have played. So... I don't know. I'm kind of convinced. <laughs> I'm kind of in on the theremin. It's a theremin. It's a theremin that you can use to punch and punch out. Hey, I thought I'd be therum out, but I am theremin. Oh, God. Yeah. If no one watched the video Andrew posted in the, in the <laughs> notes, you need to watch the ad made of the person using it. It's not, amazing. This was not real life play. This was the best way they could show it in the ad. Because he looks like he's, like, jacking off. <laughs> it super looks like he's jerking it. It's the best way that I could describe it is it's what I assume having an epileptic fit feels like. <laughs> because it's just lights and colors. Oh like, you can't make heads or tails of anything that's happening. It's just, you force, you force, you force. <laughs> like, it's, it's insane. It's absolute insanity. It's like, it's before 
the time of the like play it loud Nintendo era mm-hmm. of Super yeah. NES. So it's like it's not even weird. It's just unhinged. Yeah. How how many people do you think punched their U Force? Yeah. Oh, how many of these oh, got Falcon off punched the off the coffee stand table? Desk yeah. They uh, set yep. up <laughs> a, a non-zero amount. Much like a lot of these accessories, the setup that you would need to house something like this is so specific. Because like when they demoed this, actually, I'll, I'll put it in pitch. If anyone's familiar with the YouTube channel, Norm the Gaming Historian, or just the Gaming Historian, he actually just did an episode on U-Force, and it's phenomenal. It's like, it's 35 minutes long. It's well, it's well researched and directed. He interviewed the guy that created it, who also would go... Who also created the Koosh rubber band rubber band ball? Oh my god! CV. Yeah. Wow. God damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's super super interesting. Um, the guy's name is Dave Capper. He would go on to create other things like hit clips, like I mentioned before, like the mm-hmm. Lizzie McGuire thing. Yeah. And vortex footballs. Wow. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know this one, but a lot, of, but I I've seen it before. Bright brush. It's like a like a like electric toothbrush for kids. It's got like Sesame Street characters that like sing you or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Is that the one that you could hear the music in your mouth when you brush your teeth? I think so. Because yep. I had one of those at one point. There, there's a couple of them that they show. I, I didn't look that much into it. So anyway, um, I'll link everything in the Google Doc for and in the show notes for people that are interested. But I 100% recommend watching this this doc. It's really interesting. Given the rest of the guy's output, I think we can afford him the the L on on the U-Force. Like, I think yeah. he get. I think he, yeah. he's earned yeah. that. I mean, he is like, he's a career marketer. So, I mean, he's, yeah. he's just like, he's a guy that has been marketing toys for 50 years or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of people who are career marketers and definitely know the difference <laughs> between that and PR, Todd, <laughs> lay on nope. me. It's oh, my Todd, you're not oh, next. Get, get dunked on, Matt, who's wrong. Oops. Well, still, still smack Todd on the way by. Kyle, what you got? All right. Here we go. Do you lead an active lifestyle but hate missing your stories? Did one of your kids own a Nintendo in the mid-2000s that they then left at home? Well, then, boy, do we have the product for you. With the Nintendo DS digital TV tuner, you can now use the Sudoku device that you found in your son's bedroom to watch Good Morning America while you're out for brunch with the girls. Use discount code ButtThwompAirways for 10% off at purchase. Oh, wow. Stories. Did you just market something to all of our moms yeah. simultaneously? Maybe. Because <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure all of us had a Nintendo DS that we left at home when we went to Oh, college. no, mine's here. I didn't leave yeah. it at home. I have it. My mom currently uses either one of our DSs. I don't remember mm-hmm. whose it is. Um, exclusively as, like, a free sell slash... Yeah. Whatever new she got she got one new game four years ago for it. And it was My mom was into Brain Age for like three years. Yeah, Brain yeah. Age was was big for a little while. Brain Age ruled. Like I, I was like, a Brain good game. Age. Brain Age was rad, yeah. Wow. Okay, so like <laughs> is it is this something that we are going to get for the Switch in the next four to five years? Because you described Matt, watching don't look TV. at my answer. To, don't look at my answer to number three. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, boy. Okay, well, moving on then. Todd. Todd, what do you have? Uh, I got you right here. Do you love retro video game consoles? Did you grow up loving the 56 vibrant, groundbreaking colors unleashed through the Game Boy Color? <laughs> Have you grown up in a society that has led you to believe that your personal worth is solely tied to tangible things you create? Do you crafts? 
If you said yes to any of these things, the JN2000 sewing machine is perfect for you. Harness the power of an early 2000s handheld as you add your monogram to your hand towels in a shallow attempt to emulate adulthood to your friends and family. Use discount code SODEPRESSED, spelled S-E-W, depressed, <laughs> at checkout for free shipping. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Excellent. Um, Todd, just, okay. Mm-hmm. This is a question that I probably should have asked earlier, but I'm curious. Like, what are the, what are the patterns? What am I sewing? <laughs> well, okay. So, so there is a cartridge that you get that has, like, squigglies. And like like zigzags and and letters and things like that, like to actual embroider. In the later updates, you could actually like embroider pictures. Like it would actually like later patches. The no, when you got the so there's the first iteration that was the JN100, and then there was the JN2000, and that had the embroidery arm. I have not found a picture of the embroidery arm. I have not looked. I saw the words embroidery arm, and I was sold. So uh, you can embroider like. You know what would be effectively what what Andrew described as the the design maker of um, Animal Crossing, like pixelated like Mega Man outlines. Think like the old Nintendo Mega Man kind of thing. Huh. Okay. It's not nothing. It's surprising that this existed. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm kind of kind of into all of these. This is <laughs> this weird. I didn't expect to feel this way it's, today. It's no John Lennon guitar, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not a Resident Evil Chainsaw controller either. Well, as we wrap up our year here at DT Exclamation Point HQ, it is easy to forget that 2021 has actually been a year pretty sparse on content. Sure, the Marvel floodgates opened, but last year's Pan Am Airways made game production difficult and left our game guides a little thin over the last year. Well, I think we should do our part to keep the stoke high for 2022 and pitch the devs on a partnership. What future release will your peripheral be the perfect bundle box buddy for? Andrew, I'll start with you. So, man, as I sit here and play NES classic title Top Gun alongside you using your brand new U-Force, I find myself wondering, are there any other Nintendo games that feature aerial-based combat that are even remotely as successful as NES's Top Gun? I think the answer to that is, is no, but the Star Fox <laughs> series probably comes the closest of a distant second in terms of notoriety. Yeah, I mean, my least favorite parts of the Star Fox games were the aerial combat. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Matt was the one person who liked the Star Fox GameCube game. Yeah. <laughs> Star Fox Adventures, Dinosaur Planet. Now, all, all, all kidding aside, to step out of the bit for a second, I, I, I think, I think my answer is I could see this. I mean, granted, okay, what Kyle said earlier, we've done motion controls to death. We've done motion controls past to death, right? Nintendo so, specifically. Nintendo specifically it dug it out of the grave and and stabbed it again and again. I think about specifically the Wii U Star Fox Zero. Did any of you guys play that one? Well. Only Matt had a Wii U, right? Yeah, I had a Wii U. No Wii one owned okay. a Wii U. No one owned a Wii U except for the three, three of, of the four of us owned a Wii U, but it's fine. Yeah, we were three of the ten people that had a Wii U mm-hmm. uh, nationally. So if you guys remember Star Fox Zero, um, and for listeners, Star Fox Zero was the Wii U's Star Fox entry. And what they tried to do, I, I think a lot of people respected the attempt, but everybody fucking hated it 
which they tried to make it controllable with the the gyroscope controls, which like mm-hmm. if you've ever played Breath of the Wild on Switch, you know that the gyroscope controls are the best thing about Nintendo consoles. <laughs> and and again, I, I appreciate the attempt. Like they wanted to get that like immersive, like I'm in a flight simulator, but it's also like Star Fox. So like, okay. They did that with the DS too. Yeah. One of the yeah. early like games was a Star Fox game that you controlled with the touch screen and it was Yeah, just it also was hot played like garbage. ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it just, again, like, okay, I get what you're going for. I, I kind of like, so real talk, right? Like I, I watched this video that again, I'll, I'll plug the gaming historian documentary for U force and they show like people playing the top gun. And even, um, this was actually, this also was featured in a very, very old angry video game video. The same one that featured the Konami laser scope. And, uh, and James actually plays the, uh, U force with the top gun. He's like, this actually is like kind of rad. And because you, you move it, you got like little buttons and the buttons, when you hit the buttons, there's like a little slot that opens and it like, it's like it refracts against the U, uh, the, the IR, the infrared and it, and it registers as a button press. So oh, like cool. button press to button press and like the timing was like the, the tech wasn't bad. It was just like not utilized well. Yeah. I mean, the light like we gun <laughs> was not like the craziest thing in the world, but it worked exactly. well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just a more tech, a more, a more challenging, like a, I, I could see reutilizing that like idea like a like an actual like flight controller like that like pop it on the switch like the switch joy cons and you could like kind of have that experience of like moving the thick sticks and then kind of like you know hitting the triggers and stuff and playing your star fox and kind of like you know pulling up and like moving down i could see how that would be fun but like only in a first person environment so (laughs) it would have to be like certain things like not just the whole game but like that could be part of the game but also, that's basically I'm basically just describing 2018 Starlink Battle for Atlant for Atlas featuring Star Fox, and that game exists. <laughs> Never even heard of that game. It's a it was the one of the the Toys to Life series that uh, Ubisoft developed three years after Skylanders went uh, went oh. south. Oh, yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's the official. It is the only official Star Fox game for Switch. Well, yep. That's depressing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, what uh, what's your your future pitch? All right. So we all know that Nintendo is done adding streaming services to the Switch. We got Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, and that's it. So why not add a digital antenna kit to your Switch instead? Coming to your favorite retailers in 2022 is the Nintendo Labo extension pack that will allow you to build a functional TV antenna that runs through your Switch console using the finest cardboard and Joy-Con technology that the Nintendo devs could slap together in one weekend. Excellent. My favorite part about an antenna for the Switch is that every time you set the controller down, it changes one channel to the left, and it just keeps drifting (laughs) channels to the left. Honestly, though, like real talk, I don't have cable. I don't pay for cable and I have a digital antenna. It doesn't work in my old brick house. So like (laughs) I would totally use this. (laughs) Yeah, man. I I am reminded of the necessity for basic cable every time there is a national parade. Yep. And I can't watch the Macy's Thanksgiving (laughs) parade. Elections. What a specific election. Award season always gets me. The the Bachelorette. The times I really am interested in the Olympics and SNL guests. When I'm when I'm like home on Saturday and actually interested in SNL, I miss my antenna. But that's that's it. So yeah, Nintendo Labo and um, <laughs> Antenna. So 
okay, Kyle, a very <laughs> specific question for you. Um, when I was growing up and, and one of our last TVs had an antenna, there was truly an art form of being able to like <laughs> finagle them in the right position to catch to catch the the digital waves. So are there going to be multiple variants of the Nintendo Labo antenna kit or am I going to need to modify my bunny ears on my own? Um aluminum foil not included. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, well, uh you've You've pitched me three gifts, and Todd. Todd didn't go. I would like to. I would like to. I'm still standing here with my with my sewing machine, arms outstretched towards you. Okay. Well, you've pitched me two gifts, (laughs) Todd. Why don't you give me a third? Yeah. Um. So the the way this gets packaged, that okay. So let's 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 be real for a second. This is a silly podcast we do about jokes, and this whole premise is about giving you a shitty peripheral. Matt, I've got an actual real answer for you that I think makes this a real thing. So the new Yelljn 2000 and the EM2000 embroidery arm companion attachment, obviously, th- these would be an incredible complement to the, the recently released Switch OLED itself. And, and here's why. So the technology for the JN2000 combined with the new upgraded graphics of the Switch OLED could allow users to take screenshots and turn them into embroidered items. So think about like the long overview of your favorite Mario Maker level now has been stitched off and printed and framed on your desk. Or the screenshot of the time that you got five gold medals of Moira and Overwatch, that's now stitched on a coaster that you have on your coffee table legitimately the possibilities would be near limitless and it would finally give us a reason to use like a real reason to use that switches photo button and also use the switch mobile phone app for, from Nintendo that no one has ever used ever. Yes. Andrew, your hand is I up. Have a question. <laughs> My hand is up. How many stitched coasters do you have? Is there more than one? <laughs> My grandmother used to have some at their house after I said, stitched framed photo i was having a really hard time they're thinking of things other things to embroider got well, it sure, because yeah. the, the, the honest pillows the, Pil- people well, do that the t-shirts. obvious well, okay, okay so obvious obvious answer was Blankets? t-shirts but like i don't know if i'm gonna wear a polo shirt with my stuit with my stitched overwatch screenshot so coasters was the next logical conclusion. That's mm-hmm. coward talk, Todd. <laughs> yeah, you got to peacock that. You got to really yeah. wear that out there. <laughs> somebody who lives you might shame. not wear that shirt, but you're yeah. not the one modding this discussion. <laughs> yeah, but I think this like kind of works, and I, it's stupid that it kind of works. How did you not say Animal Crossing? How? How did you not use Animal Crossing as your answer for this? Because we've left that in 2020. And we are here in 2021. <laughs> also, I think my answer is fine. Okay, yeah. Oh, you can, you can, you can print off the embroider. You can print off my my five by five multi tile square of Ted Cruz making a making a, a vile face that I made everyone look at as they flew into <laughs> Butt Island on Animal Crossing. You can do that, Matt, if you want to. Too bad you already you literally already have that quilt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners to the podcast this might be new news i have made a ted cruz quilt because todd is a psychopath 
Until you started talking about Animal Crossing and Ted Cruz, your idea kind of ripped, dude. Okay, uh, I would like to stop <laughs> what I said at Coasters. Even if Coasters weren't the best item on the Redbubble website, it's still good. <laughs> sure, include it for the joke. Yeah, I, I can respect that. All right, well, now, now you have pitched me three gift ideas. And unlike years past, I actually really like all of these so this is going to be a hard decision for me, but I'm under the impression that you guys probably really like all of these gifts too. And the best part of gift exchanges isn't unwrapping your first gift, it's stealing from other people. <laughs> so in a DT exclamation point first, I am giving you the opportunity to take someone else's answer and just straight up claim it as your own. So if you think you know who won this fight, you can become the winner by picking the correct peripheral. We'll be back with this episode of Shuffle It Up right after this. <laughs> hey, are you ready for Mephisto to be in this show? Because he's going to be in this show. From the nerds that debate this comes The Ploos is Loose, a podcast where we break down every episode of the latest MCU shows being aired on Disney+. Dottie was going to be the embodiment of Mephisto. I feel very strongly that whether it was Mephisto... I do not think this is Mephisto. I Mephisto, you Mephisto. I'm going to keep saying Mephisto. I'm Mephisto. Shards of Mephisto. It's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. <laughs> How many times can we say Mephisto in this podcast? Each week, we talk through plot details, Easter eggs, and our own predictions for how the shows will end. Her husband, who she talks about, but we've yet to see, is Ooh, yeah. likely going to be Mephisto. Be, she, me, Mephisto. The mailman is Mephisto. Uh, Everyone is Mephisto. <laughs> Mephistology, the study of Mephisto. Okay, so let's talk about this Mephisto bit. Schindler's Mephisto. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download podcasts. What we didn't get were any Mephisto sightings. I'll be at the bar drinking a beer and waiting for Mephisto to show up. All right, welcome back. It is time for the best part of the gift exchange, the time when you piss off all your friends by stealing the Freud mug that you really wanted this year from somebody across the room. So, guys, I've given you the opportunity to claim somebody else's answer as your own. And we're going to go in the same order that we picked. So, Andrew, you pick first. You can keep your peripheral or you can steal someone else's. What do you think is the best gift at the table? Great question, Matt. I'm going to stick that TV tuner because like, honestly, <laughs> as somebody, like I said already, like you already heard my utility. I don't have cable and my digital antenna does not work. And, and much like you, I can't tell you how many times I've been reminded that I don't pay for Comcast when I try to like log on to like watch the Olympics or something. And they're like, and I get a paywall, which is ridiculous. In 2021, the cable companies still think you need cable. So I can't think of a better utility for like when there's like a, an election or when there's like uh, the debates or when the ball drops that I could just like pop that bad boy on my switch and just like pop that on the TV. That's great. And it's amazing. I don't have to deal with any like logins or anything. I don't have to log in and like hack my mom's Comcast account. I'm all the way the hell in, baby. TV tuner. Let's go. <laughs> all right, Kyle. What gift would you like to claim as your final answer in this year's shitty peripheral gift exchange? Uh, Matt, I'm going to take the the sewing machine, the Game Boy Color sewing machine, and I'll tell you why. It's um, a very important interaction that I think Todd missed, and that is the overlap this has 
and the utility this has for the cosplay community. Can you imagine showing up to a cosplay event with like you like this, this pattern? I made it on my Game Boy Color and <laughs> plugged my Game Boy Color into my sewing machine, and this happened. Like amazing, perfect. No notes. Taking the sewing machine. All right, Todd, you're the last one to pick. You've got a full field. What gift would you like to go home with on this non-denominational winter celebration? Well, this is convenient because I'm going to take the U-Force. And here's why. Because <laughs> the, the reality is that Andrew missed the best thing about the U-Force. It's not what it did do. It's that that there is an up-and-coming new partnership with Nintendo and the U-Force. And that is when they released the Wii U-Force um, here soon enough uh, with the AAA title Theremin Hero that will ultimately drop. Um, and it's going to just be a grand slam. So I think the U-Force is actually the, the go-to one here today. All right. Very cool. So listen, typically we do closing statements here, but you all just kind of did a closing statement for each other, which is a fun bit, but I don't know that we need to do closing statements again. So why don't we go ahead into Good Vibes and I'll work on coming up with an answer. I can't believe I missed Theremin Hero. <laughs> that was such a good answer, Todd. I'm I'm floored. Uh, you you resold me on my on my answer. Um, man, this was fun. Uh, the the TV tuner. I want to speak more sugar about the TV tuner right, real quick because the 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 idea that I could listen to Jeopardy while driving. <laughs> the idea that I could listen to Jeopardy while driving and not pay for data is amazing. <laughs> I am I am so into that idea. I love that pitch. Um, Todd, sewing machine rules. So it's so dumb. <laughs> like the attachments, add-ons, and uh, applications for the Game Boy were so buck wild. Oh, <laughs> like everything yeah. for the game, the e-reader, the printer, the other things. Like every time we do one of these, I, I immediately start with Game Boy stuff and I'm like, I can't make a decision. Like I was going <laughs> to, I spent an hour looking through e-readers and there's like 20 of them. Like I couldn't make it a call. So I was like, I can't pick one. So I can't pick any of them. Did you see the, the Beyblade specific e-reader? No. Uh -huh. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was one I came across. Too. I don't know enough about Beyblade, but there was one that was a, a blood glucose reader. I saw yep. that one. I've yeah. seen that one. Yeah. 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 There's been a couple of them. I like, there's like, there's been a bunch of like medical device companies that have been mm -hmm. trying to like, ever since Captain Novolin from the Super Nintendo days, they've been trying to capitalize on that juvenile diabetes market. Andrew, very great. Like the, the precursor to motion control technology is such a good choice. Like the fact that it failed out to, the only other motion control device because that device had a whole movie made as its <laughs> advertisement. As its like, advertisement yeah. And like, who cares that it only worked with two games? Cause like it was the eighties and mm -hmm. it was motion control and you could play punch out. Like that's awesome. And then Todd. Yeah. Like the sewing machine that prints your game boy 16 bit designs is amazing. Uh, whoever at singer got that through <laughs> development, and like pitch and development is a hero and deserves, I hope, a lifetime of success and happiness. I don't think it actually did all that well. Go figure no. at that price point. I mean, they only needed to sell like 20. <laughs> yeah. So if a similar device did come out today, it would absolutely sell like gangbusters. Like, absolutely. Oh yeah. 
like the the market was so small at the time like they were marketing a sewing machine to 12 to 24 year old bo- like men like mm-hmm. boys and men like of course it did poorly but like today in a post animal crossing world mm-hmm. it would absolutely sell like gangbusters i guarantee it i can think of three people off the top of my head that would buy one if this came out today well it's it's got a lot of that same energy as the what is it the cricket machine um which is like yes. a crafting thing like mm-hmm. totally makes sense Andrew, the U-Force, uh, the video, the the uh, seizure-inducing <laughs> video of the man punching his at his laptop. Um, I'm sold. I want, I want, I want to get eight of them and aim them all at me and make my own weird form of <laughs> '80s virtual reality. Love that, Kyle. Yours is a thing that I wonder why it hasn't been done more. It, it makes me think that like there's some that, that big cable is trying to shut them down. And so that's the only reason why every handheld ever hasn't had some sort of uh, suction cup antenna that goes on top of it that lets us get its basic channels. Um, the Nintendo fandom wiki article on this cites it at cites its failure to launch outside of Japan due to the fact that like the same thing a lot of the ga- Nintendo DS features just didn't do well outside of Japan is like we're a very spread out and Mm -hmm. not walkable country Mm -hmm. where Japan is very walkable and like has mass transit where you would sit on a train for three hours and wish you had a way to watch TV. So your stories, your stories. Yeah. I'm going to take a minute and give some of my own good vibes because it's the end of the year and whatever. But Andrew, the U-Force is so good. I love the (laughs) U-Force. It's so stupid, but it's so 1980s Nintendo, which is just like, cocaine and plastic baby i love it yeah um i cannot imagine how many of those things got rocket punched off a coffee table yeah oh absolutely i can only imagine that the put on the wrist strap warning that you got at the beginning (laughs) of every wii game so actually i have a fun i have a fun postscript so um the the doc i watch ends with talking about it had a second life in the uk so I shouldn't have to tell you the U-Force did not do well when it launched. Um, and uh, it launched four months after the Power Glove, which was, was its biggest its failure. Yeah. That and it didn't really fit with any of the games except for Top Gun and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Uh, so when it, they tried to relaunch it in the UK, and they actually, like, on the box said, for experienced gamers only. And it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. man. And it was tra- they were trying to pitch it as, like, a way to make your games harder. Like, you've mastered the game, <laughs> like, remaster it. Oh, and man. Well, m- much like, so again, like, when you talk about today's audience, yep. this would be a thing where, like, all of the streamers that, like, played that played Dark Souls with DDR pads, yep, like, that's yeah. the audience. This yeah. is speedrunner fodder for sure. Yeah, well, it's very cool, and I will say that uh, it has moved up on my Nintendo White Whale collector's list, uh, and now it's Virtual <laughs> Boy, Robotic Operating Buddy, U-Force, and nice. then Power Glove, and those two have switched, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> um, Kyle, I want this TV tuner like yesterday. This is the best thing. I legitimately asked for a digital antenna for Christmas this year, so... You really, you really nailed it. I really, I really pegged one. you in that first uh, response then. Yeah, and then just like, I mean, listen, I still keep my Nintendo DS so I can play with the Game Boy Advance cartridge slot. So you just, <laughs> you've checked every box for me. <laughs> and it's so good. It's such a cool idea. And I think that it utilizes both screens of the DS better than many DS games did. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. putting the remote control on the lower screen, so that's pretty fun. Todd, holy shit, the Nintendo sewing machine. Wow, the Nintendo sewing machine. <laughs> um, incredible pull. Something that I've known existed for a long time, but have never had an excuse to Google, and I'm glad that you gave me that today. And when it comes to a decision, what I have to say is that I was not sold until the third question. I was like bouncing (laughs) back and forth. Everybody had different things. And I was like, man, I like all of these. I want all of these. But Todd, your pitch for you can take a screenshot of your zoomed out Mario Maker level (laughs) and then embroider it and put it on your wall Mm -hmm. is I have... Listen, I'll shell out all the money I have <laughs> right now. <laughs> if somebody can hook my switch up to one of these bad boys. Unfortunately for you, Todd, yeah. Kyle stole yeah, your no, answer. Right. Kyle is the winner today on Debate yeah. this. In the spirit of a white elephant gift exchange, that's right. I will respect the ruling because that's how it goes. That's awesome. All right. And with that ruling given... Uh, and the end of Shitty Peripherals Round 4. I would like to very personally say thanks for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast, or on our website at DebateThisCast.com. As we round out the year and you, the listener, head into your non-denominational winter celebration, I'm sure you'll be surrounded with friends and family begging you for podcast recommendations. Consider recommending ours, or I don't know, I'm not your dad. Also, if you ran out of time to get a Christmas present for somebody, hey, you can join our Patreon for $5. And what a surprise it would be if you just joined somebody (laughs) random into our Patreon. Wouldn't that be fun? Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Andrew. So hot, no one can even touch me, Henderson. I'm Kyle. I force, you force, he, she, we force, Harper. And I'm Todd. Say it ain't so. My Game Boy is an art maker, Thomas. (laughs) We're saying thanks for debating with us. We'll be back next week with our last episode of the year. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.